Hare Krishna, everyone. Welcome to Saturday Sangha. Matura Mohan is having a nice walk in the sun. <laughs> it looks like he's enjoying life. Uh, okay, and who else is here? Ananda Mayi is here, and Mani Panda is here, and Madhapuri is here, and Lalita, and Sergey. Greetings, Sergey, from Sergey. Whoops, what happened? Host ended this meeting. What happened? I don't know what happened. Everything suddenly disappeared. Okay. Mm. And we were seeing who's here. Sitarani is here. And Bernd and Ramona are here. And Prema Sarovara and Tirtaraj and Rasadari Hari and Goranataraj. And Padma Manjari and Shravana Ramaniya and Martina and Mahimamai and Mandali and Pavla Radov Chich. Who is Pavla Radov Chich? And Malati Mala and Dharma Gopta and Sergei we saw and Harinam Amrita is here and Yeritsa and Ratnavali is here, showing lots of flower, flowers. And the, cre- the screen always shifts. And uh, Rajali Lavati and Nandi Mukhi and Katyayani and Kali Parayana Sevini. Very nice. Welcome, everyone. Oma Jnana Timirandasya. Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshulun Militam Yena Tasmaye Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutta Parakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavangscha, Shri Rupam Sagrajatam, Sahagana Raghunatang Vitang Tang Sajivam, Sadvaitam Savaduttam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Shri Radha Krishna Padan, Sahagana Lalita, Shri Vishakhan Vitangscha, Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale, 
Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nivishesha Shunyavadi Paschatyadesha Tarine Vanchakalpatrubhyascha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Nama He Krishna Karana Sindhu Dinavando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kantaradha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhaktavinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So welcome everyone to Saturday Sangha again and uh, we can proceed with our song of the week from Srila Naratamdas Thakur whose appearance day it is today. Yeah, so special. Certainly an appropriate day to be um, hearing and reading and singing his song. And uh, we can, of course, speak about him. We have the book here. And... uh, then we'll see what happens after that. <laughs> okay, the song, before we go to today's song, we have last week's song briefly. Another Kabe Habe song. When overwhelmed with bliss, will I directly serve the lotus feet of the divine couple? O Lord Hari, Lord Hari, when will I attain this? Um, Maybe uh, I should mention, we got, we have been informed that today is... uh, not so many translators. Uh, yeah, we have the beautiful Espanol language. I guess, Manibanda, are you doing? Or Yes? Okay. And, um, but our German and Russian and what else languages? Croatian are not there. Um, if anyone wants to volunteer for any of those languages, you're welcome. Uh, hmm. 
we could ask Tirtaraj to translate Croatian, but looks like he's sort of busy walking around. Adi, Adi. Um, I could, I'm not that confident in my English translation, my English Croatian translation. Uh, <laughs> um, well, Spanish, but I could try. you could try if you want. Um, I don't know how it's done to create a Croatian channel. That would be something. Hmm? That would be something for Dharma Gupta to do, I guess. Yeah, that is easy to create a Croatian translation. But also, a question do we have someone for German, maybe as well? Uh, I could do the German, but then I can't do the English. <laughs> uh, yeah. We need to figure out these things. Yeah, everyone's everyone's in Goloka Dam this weekend for the big uh, Yasa Puja party of His Holiness Sachinandan Swami Maharaj. <laughs> So, therefore, we don't have German translation. What to do? Okay. Um, well, I think I have to just proceed. And we go back to our song. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought uh, from last week's song, the second verse is interesting. Brahmara hoya shadarahimo chorone, shi choranamrita shadakoribo ashvadane. When will I become a bumblebee, staying continually at the lotus feet of the divine couple? and continually drinking the honey of their lotus feet. So this imagery is very rich. Uh, a Brahmara, uh, I was trying to remember the Croatian word for bumblebee. Bum. It's a nice similar word. Huh? Bumbara. Yes, thank you, Bumbara. Uh, yeah, so he's he's uh, Narutam Das Thakur is saying, "I want to be a bumblebee, uh, not just any bumblebee, Bumbara, but one that can stay at the feet of the Lord." Um, of Radha Krishna's lotus feet. Uh, when does he want to do this? Sada, always. He wants to be there all the time. And why would he want to do that? Well, Sri Charanamrita Sada Koribo Asvadane, so that he can constantly taste or relish Asvadana, uh, the Amrita, the nectar of their feet. And I'm reminded of uh, the Brahmara Gita, 
in this Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, uh, I think it's chapter 47, in which uh, the there are two bumblebees. <laughs> One is the bumblebee that uh, is being spoken to by Shimati Radharani, and the other bumblebee, you could say, is Shimati Radharani, <laughs> who is always at the feet of Krishna, except when Krishna is at the feet of Radha, which is, uh, someone might argue, most of the time. Uh, so he's declaring this is his desire, e asha kori. And he doesn't want to do this alone, e asha kori ami joto shakigana. He wants to be with uh, his, his or her other uh, friends, the shakigana, <clears throat> and he's recognizing that this is only possible by the kripa uh, of the Lord. Toma der kripai hoy, vanchita purana. This is an, uh, a desire which is not something that just came up. It's not something he suddenly thought of, but rather bahudin banchakori purna jatehoi. For many days I've desired in this way. Uh, in um, Bengali poetry, this kind of, as I understand, has the sense of um, being not just a few days, but a long time. Bahudin, literally many days, but Many days could mean also many years. Um, so now he's appealing, because I've been desiring this for a long time, shabe mili doya korohoya shadoi. Please be merciful and fulfill my desire. And... Um, Sheva Ashe Narutam Kande Diva Nishi. He's crying day and night, he says. Kripa Kore Koromore Anugata Dashi. So it seems like a quite serious desire. When you really want something, <laughs> uh, you might cry for it, but if you really, really want something, you may be crying more constantly for it. Okay, that's very briefly then for today's song. Jaya Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gora Bhaktavrinda Well, that's pretty easy. O Lord Shri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu all glories to you, O Prabhu Nityananda, all glories to you. O Lord Advaita Chandra, all glories to you. O devotees of Lord Goranga, all glories to you all. Jaya Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda 
Jaya Nitya Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Rinda. And then Kripa Kori Shobe Mili Koraha Karuna Adama Potita Janer Nakoriho Guruna. I beg all of you. Okay, so he's addressing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Advaita Acharya, and the Gora Bhakta Vrindas, the whole, all the devotees he's addressing. I beg all of you to please be merciful to me. Kripa Kori Shobai Milikoroha Karuna. Uh, be merciful. Please do not despise or reject this most fallen person who is approaching you all. Adama uh, means lowly or fallen. or uh, Patita means fallen. So Adama means um, without position, uh, something like that. Na kariho grina, grina, I guess means to despise or to reject. And it sounds like a Sanskrit word, so we could look this one up. Grina, uh, G-H, that's unusual. Retroflex, let's see what happens. Mm, yeah, grna, grh. Whoops, grna. <laughs> well, that's kind of typical, um, <laughs> typical Sanskrit. You'll, you'll find one definition and then the next definition will be the exact opposite of what the first definition is. Uh, here we have a few definitions. One is heat, ardor, or sunshine. Uh, then a warm feeling toward others, compassion or tenderness. <laughs> uh, but then the next one is aversion or contempt. That's when it's in the locative case or with the locative case. And it can also mean horror or disgust. So uh, the idea here would be, don't be horrified or disgusted with me. Um, uh, but I suppose one could also, by some tricks, find a way to uh, have the positive meaning apply. Um, okay, the third verse, eighteen shongshar maje tua padoshar bhavya dakino dakinu mone gotina hi ar. Your lotus feet are the most valuable thing in this material world. So we have again, we've had some time before, the word shongshara can mean 
material world can also mean family in Bengali. And madje is from the Sanskrit madye, madhye, uh, in the midst of. <clears throat> so tua parasar, your uh, tua would be the possessive of of uh, of two, which is the most familiar form of the. Um, addressing someone, you. Pada is feet, and sar is essence. And I'm not sure what this tin is about. A tin shangshar. Mm. Babiya, let's see, three babiya dakinu. I always see your lotus feet within my mind. Mane gati na, nahi ar, I have no other goal. So gati means goal. It can also mean the the way, the path to the goal. Nahi ar, ar is uh, more or other. Additional, there's no additional goal, there's no further goal. And then bhavya dakinu. Dakinu, I see. Um, and bhavya, bhavya, with, with bhava, I'm not sure, but possibly, um, in my mind, and that's locative. So in my mind, I always see um, the goal, which is there's no other goal, <laughs> I don't have any other goals, so all I see is, is this. <clears throat> uh, your lotus feet. She pada pavar, ashe keda utte mone, bakul ridoi, shoda korie krandane. I hope to one day attain your lotus feet. And this causes great pain to arise within my mind. Shepada, hmm. uh, these feet, pavar, gaining, pava, pawa, ashe, pavar, I think, is of, of this hope, uh, this gain, of this gain, ashe, in the hope of this gain, Keda ute mane. Ute arises mane in my mind. Uh, what arises? Keda. Keda is translated here as pain. Mm. I don't know uh, if that's related to a Sanskrit word. It doesn't look like klesha to me, so. Uh, something else. It might also be an Urdu, Urdu word. Bakul um, <clears throat> I constantly cry my heart uh, full of suffering. 
So krandana means crying, and sada is always, and kodiye, doing, and hridoya is heart, and bakul, yakula, uh, is um, here, suffering. We could also look at that Sanskrit word, vyakula. It means, I think, something like turbulence, but let's see. Uh, vyakula. Yakula. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, in this context, it means bewildered, confounded, perplexed, troubled, confused, disordered, uh, quivering. And uh, we could also, or agitated, Prabhupada uses it, let's see, this particular Sanskrit dictionary called sanskritdictionary.com is, I find, very nice because it includes entries from, um, from a few different dictionaries, mainly Monier Williams, but also Apte and McDonnell. And it also includes from the Veda base, <laughs> Srila Prabhupada. So here, uh, let's have a look just for fun, if this will take us. Yes. Antare Bahire Krishna Viraha Taranga Nana Bhave Byakul Prabhurmana Aranga. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu always felt waves of separation from Krishna externally and internally. His mind and body were agitated by various spiritual transformations. That's Antilila Chaitanya Charitamrita, chapter 9, verse number 5. Uh, but there are uh, several more. Uh, references from Srila Prabhupada. Uh, from, yeah, they're all from Chaitanya Charitamrita, except, whoops, what's that? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, that's a famous verse. Okay. So, Ete Changsa Kalapungsa Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Indrari vyakulam lokam, mridayanti yuge yuge. All of the above mentioned incarnations are either plenary portions or portions of the plenary portions of the Lord. But Lord Sri Krishna is the original personality of Godhead. So that's the first half of the verse. All of them appear on planets whenever. There is a disturbance created by the atheists. Okay, so here the word, uh, so vyakulam here is translated as disturbed. Indra-ari vyakulam, lokam. Uh, the Lord incarnates to protect the theists. Mridayanti, he gives protection. 
Right. Uh, back to our song. Uh, where are we? Yes. Ki rupe paibo kichu na pai shandhane. Shandana, shandhana, prabhu lokanata pada nahiko smarana. I do not see how I will ever be able to attain your lotus feet. Hmm. Kirupe, in what form paibo I will gain? Kichuna pai sandan. Sandan, I don't know if that's, it looks quite Sanskritic, but let's see what we have. Sandan. Uh, oh, <laughs> in this case, the only entry we have are from Srila Prabhupada, and he gives Sandan by yoking the arrows to the bow. Uh, that's from Bhagavatam, or fixing, uh, these are Chaitanya Charitana, junctions, junction, condiments, and other items. Anusandhan. No, so I think something to do with connecting junk, junction. So... Um, but of course, words can be used differently in a different language. Um, but let's see. Ki rupe paibo kichu na pai sandan. Yeah, I will not get a connection. I do not see how I will get a connection. In what form I will get uh, some, any connection. Kichu. Napai. Um, I do not see how I can always remember the lotus feet of Lokanath Goswami, my spiritual master. Prabhu Lokanath Pada Nahiko Shmaran. This is interesting because other songs it's, it seem very hopeful, anticipating I'm going to get full shelter of the Lord of Radha and Krishna, and so on. Mm. And now in this song, he sounds um, doubtful. <laughs> he's, he's feeling some kind of uh, dismay. Tumito dayal prabhu chaho ekabar narotam hridayer O Master, if you are at all merciful to me, then please glance upon me one time. So, Tumito Dayal Prabhu. O Prabhu, you, O Lord, uh, to is in Bengali. It's a kind of word of emphasis. It's, um, as I understand, it's kind of like the word 
doch in German. Mach, mach doch so. <laughs> it's uh, like an emphasis. Tumi to dial. So you, O oh Master, uh, chaho, give or render, I guess, uh, dial mercy. When or how many times? Ekbar, just one time. Narutam Hridayar Kuchau Andakar. Please dispel the darkness in Narutam Das's heart. So, Kuchau, and it's in this um, sort of respectful, imperative form. I mean, it's imperative form, but it's obviously. In this context, respectful request, please um, dispel, get rid of, throw it away, uh, undakar, the darkness. Uh, which darkness? The darkness of the heart, fridoyera, fridoyera, narotam fridoyera, undakar, kuchau, yeah. So that's an interesting mood he's expressing. All right, let's now, let's see if we can make some music and let's switch to musicians on. Okay. Now, I don't know if I can do this. I was thinking uh, to do this in, I think they call it, sometimes they call it ektal, sometimes dutal. But in English, it would be three-fourths measure. Jaya Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Jaya Dveta Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Jaya Dveta Chandra Jaya Gora Bhakta Vrinda Jaya Dveta Chandra Jaya Jaya Gorbhakta Vrinda Kripa Kuri Shava no. Kripa Kuri Shava Mili Korahar Karuna 
कृपा कोरी सब मिली Eighteen songs in Saramaje to Apadesara. Eighteen songs Saramaje to Apadesara. Babiya de Kinumane. Gati nahi Babia kinuman Gati nahi Shepada pawara ashe Keda ute mane Se pada payarase Keda ute mane Akul ridoya sade Kodi ekrandane Abakul ridoya sada Koriye Krandana Kirupe Pai Bokichu Nabhai Sanda Kirupe Pai Bokichu Nabhai Sanda Prabhu Loka Natapade Nahiko Smadan Prabhu Loka Natapade Nahiko Smadan Tumit Dayalu Prabhu Chaho Yera Good Ram, 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 
seems to have a somewhat different mood than the others in a way. Um, of course, it's all, all of these songs are very much uh, requesting and appealing, addressing the Lord, appealing to the Lord. Um, this one, 
Whoops. What happened? Uh, oh, I just lost this song. Okay, it's over here. Uh, this song... Um, yeah, he's addressing the devotees, Lord Chaitanya and his associates, and he's begging for their mercy, and he says, I'm waiting uh, since a long time for mercy, and it seems like uh, almost an expression of doubt whether he's going to receive this mercy. But in the end, he he seems to make uh, a sort of minimalist request. If you could just glance at me once, <laughs> just uh, let me have your glance one time. This is uh, a request and also to uh, dispel the darkness in the heart. So this is a nice prayer. Mm-hmm. Thinking of his address to the lords as his um, as his lords, it strikes me at, that one might, if we wanted to think in terms of rasa, we might want to uh, think of a kind of reverse vatsalya rasa. We usually think of vatsalya as the feelings that the parents, the, uh, the, especially mother, it seems, has for the child, the helpless, uh, dependent child. But it apparently can also apply in the other direction, um, the child's feeling for the parents. And that uh, seems to be a little bit emphasized in this song. Okay, I think it's uh, right and fitting, being Narottamdas Thakur's appearance day today, that we continue reading about Narottamdas from this nice book from Sitala Dasi. Uh, so we read last time about the appearance of uh, the... Pers- personality of the Padma River and how she receives Mahaprabhu's love. This is all happening before Narottam appears in anticipation for his appearing. Uh, there's going to be a transfer of Krishna Prema going on uh, by means of the Padmavati River, the Padma River. Um, so this is all uh, being accomplished in an amazing way that uh, Padmavati Devi appears in person uh, to receive uh, this treasure. Um, and she's wondering, how am I going to recognize this person when he comes. And Mahaprabhu says, don't worry, you will recognize him. Why? 
because your waters, when he enters into your waters, uh, your your waters are going to be agitated. They will rise up. Uh, and uh, so it will become obvious. So she receives this gift and then she disappears. And all the devotees were present and they saw all of this and as you might imagine, they were amazed. <laughs> their, eyes, their eyes were wide open, their mouths were wide open. How is this possible? What did we just see? Well, uh, whatever they saw, uh, the news spreads. They want to tell everybody about it. And, uh, of course, everyone would like to see this Naratam. Now we have a, a verse. This is from the Naratam Prabhur Ashtaka, verse number two. Sankirtanandaja mandahasya Dantadyutidyotita dinmukaya Sveda Shudara Snapitaya Tasmai Namonama Srila Narutamaya. I repeatedly offer my respectful obeisances, Nam Namo Namaha, to Srila Narutamdas Thakur, Srila Narutamaya whose face is bathed in perspiration. Shveda Ashu Dada and torrents of tears, which is here somewhere, Danta Yuti Din Mukaya Shveda. Well, Ashu, of course, is tears. Um, Due to the bliss of chanting the holy name, Sankirtan Ananda Ja, so born from the Ananda of Sankirtan, his gladdening smile, Mandahasya, uh, and shining teeth, Danta Dyuti, Dyotita Din Mukaya, illuminate all directions. So we can meditate on the shining teeth, uh, the gladdening smile and shining teeth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Okay, this begins chapter two. Do you want to hear the beginning of chapter two? Birth and youth. Since it's Naradamdas Thakur's parents' day, this seems appropriate. All right, um, so uh, this is happening in Keturi, Keturi Gram, uh, which is in present-day um, Bangladesh. Sometimes Bangladesh has been called East Bengal. Uh, the people in Bangladesh, of course, all uh, speak Bengali as they do in West Bengal. And Bangladesh is, um, I believe it's counted as 
one of the most densely populated countries in the world. It's not a very big country, but it has, um, what was the number, something like 100 million people. Um, But the curious thing I found when I traveled there is um, you could be traveling by train and you would just see open fields and and green areas uh, of trees and not see people, at least not many people. Um, but um, behind those trees, there could be a, a village and the village could have, uh, you know, five or 10,000 people. And... Uh, Of course, Dhaka is very uh, concentrated population. So, uh, King Krishnananda Dutta is worshipping his family deity. Uh, he's offering Tulsi leaves to the Lord's feet, and he completes his puja, and then he stares at the deity and bows down and he joins his palms and he pleads. He asks uh, with great intensity, my dear Lord, if you so desire, please bless our family by sending us a son. Something that kings are typically offering prayers for in India, especially this uh, this is the uh, concern, to have a son to continue the line. Uh, then he goes out and he's surveying his kingdom and he's um, appreciating how beautiful it is. So many fruits, vegetables, grains, and he thinks this is like a paradise. And the soil here uh, is in Keturi. It's so fertile. Uh, practically anything grows here. Uh, there were so many different kinds of trees and plants. Banana, jack, jackfruit, mango, coconut, palm trees. Uh, I don't remember seeing all of this when I was there some years ago. Mm. And so he's feeling very blessed uh, that he's the ruler of this opulence. And he says, I have everything. I have land, wealth. I have a devoted wife. Um, and so he's recognizing he's... he's Acknowledging the Lord has been very kind to me, but <laughs> all these blessings cannot fill the void in my heart. Without a son, my home appears empty and lifeless. Uh, this uh, echoes what we've been listening the last few days of uh, this story of the appearance of Lord Ram uh, as Dasharatha is feeling similarly before 
before Ram and his brothers appear. So he's expressing his anxiety. Who is he going to pass on the kingdom? Um, And how can I pacify my good wife, Narayani, who suffers without a child to nurture? Apparently, he was somewhat older at this time. He's saying, you know, I I shouldn't be thinking like this. I'm getting older, uh, but what to do? Uh, So then he's alone in his chamber and he's reflecting. Then suddenly a loud voice interrupted his thoughts and it echoed in the room. Soon you will be the father of a son named Naratam. (laughs) Not only that you will have a son, but this is what his name is going to be. This boy will shower the earth with love of God. So Krishnananda is stunned. He's wondering who has spoken this. He's looking around. He's hoping to hear more from this voice, whatever it is, but nothing more comes. Then he starts to doubt himself. Did I really hear this? <laughs> what Am I going mad or what? <clears throat> Maybe I'm just, this was my, you know, because of my wishful thinking, I'm imagining this. Then he says, no, no. I definitely heard a voice. It was no dream. My eyes were open and I am fully conscious. So he takes this as a divine prophecy. Um, and he tell he runs to tell this to Narayani, his wife. And then Narayani, some days later, has a dream. And in her dream, she says uh, that a person came from your body and entered my body. (laughs) So uh, this must be another omen that we will have a son. Uh, And Krishnananda says, well, okay, let's hope for the best, but let's not, you know expect unnecessarily. Uh, Okay, then, soon after this, Krishnananda is relaxing uh, in his chamber. He seems to do that a a lot. (laughs) Relaxing in his chamber. Uh, An astrologer comes unexpectedly. And he welcomes him and um, receives him nicely. 
And then he says, please tell us something about the future. And the Brahmin uh, is happy to do so. First, he makes several complicated calculations silently. <laughs> they didn't have computers at that time. So presumably this all happened in his, in his mind. Um, king and queen waited anxiously. Suddenly, the astrologer gasped and smiled brightly. Ah, this is wonderful. You will certainly have a son who will be a remarkable devotee of the Supreme Lord. He will have the power to destroy the world's miseries, and he will bring great happiness and fortune to your family. And... Uh, Delighted, yes. So they gave him lots of gifts. They were so happy. And now his wife felt confident. Yes, this is going to happen. And sure enough, soon after this, Narayani becomes pregnant. They wait impatiently for the months to pass. Finally, at six o'clock in the morning, <laughs> I wonder if that's Sitala's embellishment or if this is from the text. Uh, on the full moon day of Mag, Narayani gave birth to a healthy male child. There's a footnote to this. I wonder where are the footnotes? Are they? Just one moment. Uh, I don't see any footnotes. Where are the footnotes? I don't see them at the end of the chapter, and I don't see them at the end of the book. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> I guess they got spaced out. <laughs> okay. So the sun was born. So today must be the Purnima. There were musicians waiting in the palace courtyard for the birth announce announcements. Village Brahmins loudly chanted auspicious Vedic hymns. News spread quickly. Uh, everyone wants to see the child. And then some resplendent figures enter 
the room of Narayani. Resplendent figures, uh, glowing with molten gold, another with a creamy white complexion, with blue garments. Who could that possibly be? So she saw this vision and then they disappeared. And then she thought, oh, I'm just imagining things. I'm so exhausted. Uh, Feeling yourself the most fortunate. Yeah, she felt herself the most fortunate woman in the universe. And her heart overflowed with happiness and contentment. So then happened Krishna Ananda Raja made an eight day celebration. Mm. Spare no expense, he tells uh, he tells the Brahmin or he tells the servants, yeah. Spare no <laughs> spare no expense. He calls the pundits to do the chart's astrological uh, the child's astrological chart. Yes, this is so auspicious, they say. Uh, And he'll have all good qualities, be extremely religious. He will bring great fortune to everyone in this region. I'm reminded of the story of the appearance of Gautama Buddha. Uh, where the astrologer predicts that either he will uh, become a great king or he will uh, renounce the kingdom and become a great savior of the world. And when his father hears that, (laughs) he becomes very anxious. He doesn't want his son to leave, um, but of course that's what happens. Eventually he does leave. The pundits all agree that the boy's name should contain one or more of the following syllables. Na, ra, and ta. (laughs) We think Narotama would be a most suitable name because Nara means man and Uttama means topmost. It is clear from this boy's chart that he will indeed be the greatest of men. And of course, uh, Krishnananda remembers this was the name that he heard from the invisible uh, voice uh, before the child appeared. So then he asks more from the uh, astrologers, And they give some more details. Oh, but one of them warned. 
Majumadara, I must caution you that there is one thing to watch out for. Be careful when you take your son to the river. It could be dangerous for him there. <laughs> uh, that's, it's interesting because, uh, you know, we, we know what the danger is. Um, but uh, danger, yeah, it's it's now it's sounding again like the story of the Buddha. Raja Krishnananda shivered at the thought of any possible danger to his son and firmly resolved that although he lived a short distance from the Padmavati River, he would keep Narottam away from the water. Okay, so we know where that's gonna, where that's going. <laughs> Some someday when he gets older, he's going to go to the uh, go to the river um, because it's a strange thing to keep a child from the river. Why would you know? He's gonna feel that way. Okay. Um, so, Srila Narottam Das Thakur Ki Chai. Now, let's see. Um, first thing I want to do is beg for your pardon while I disappear for one or two minutes, and then we can proceed from there. Meanwhile, you can all say hello to each other if you like. Okay. 
I forgot to turn off musician's button. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, there were a couple of things I wanted to ask. And it sort of depends on whether someone is present. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, one thing was... Oh, yeah. Oh, Anissa. Um, Anissa, greetings if you're there. I was remembering, I think you had a kind of a question a couple of weeks ago or more. Are you there? Yes. Do you remember what your question was? Yes, I do. Thinking back, it was quite an idiotic question, but it was of the last. Do you ever do you ever feel like it's kind of? Um, it's I don't know if it's my side or your side, but the connection is kind of unsteady. Um, maybe we should try if you turn off your, uh, your camera, maybe it'll go faster. Okay. So, so the question was, do you think we'll ever live in a society where animals are considered, um, on an equal plane as humans? Because I think, I think even in... In, in the Vedas, there are multiple examples of how animals can also be elevated personalities. Mm. Um, so I just wondered, at that, at that time, the question was, will we ever live in such a society? Or is that just going to be when we, if we go back home to the spiritual world? <laughs> yeah, in the spiritual world, it seems that... Uh, there's lots of wonderful animals who are all, you know, everyone's serving Krishna, so the animals are serving Krishna. So the, the parrots and the cows and the um, just everyone there. And there's, uh, there's mention in Chaitanya Charitamrita when Mahaprabhu is in the forest of Jarikand. Of course, there's the famous uh, episode when he gets all of the tigers and the deer to chant and dance and they're kissing each other. And uh, so that, uh, that, that's how to say, that's one sort of moment uh, to give that vision. And then um, it's quote, he quotes, as I remember, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, while he's going through the forest, he's remembering Vrindavan, or, or he's feeling that he's in Vrindavan. 
and he's quoting a verse from the Bhagavatam, which is describing the mood in Vrindavan as being one where uh, there is no enmity uh, between or among all of the residents, including the animals. There's, there's, no, there's no sense of enmity. Um, is it possible that we would see in this world, in this society, such an idea? Um, I must admit it's hard to imagine. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, I've just been reading for, for the purpose of my writing on animals. Uh, I've been reading a short book called Thinking Through Animals uh, with a subtitle um, Identity, Difference, and Non-Distinction. Non-Distinction or in, Indistinction. Let's see if I have it here. Uh, Indistinction, yeah. So identity, difference, indistinction um, by an author, I forget his first name, Calarco. And he's, he's giving a nice kind of summary of mm, what he identifies as the three essentially, the three essential approaches to animal ethics that kind of boil down to these three different uh, ways of understanding our relations with animals. And the first one uh, is identity. And what that means is it's a sense that indeed uh, we are not different from animals, but the, the basis of that reasoning, of that thinking, is uh, neo-Darwinian uh, evolution theory. In other words, we, we are a branch of animals, um, and all the animals have developed over so many, have evolved over so many years. So many eons. <clears throat> um, but the, and the, the basic idea is we are not so different from animals. In fact, in so many ways, we are the same. In our own tradition, we have uh, the uh, famous idea that Prabhupada refers to many times. I have the verse here. Let's see if I can find it. Ahara nidra bayamaitanang cha samanyam etat pashamir naranam, I think. Hold on.
Ha, I found it. Ahara nidra bayamaitanang cha samanyame tat pashavir naranam dharmo hite shamadiko vishesho dharmena hina pashavi samana. Eating, sleeping, uh, fearing, maya, maitanam, and mating, samanyam. We have this uh, samanyam, we have the same uh, as, as, the, as the animals have. Samanyam etat pashubir naranam. Dharma, he. Tesham adiko vishesho, but uh, we have something additional, adika, uh, which is vishesha, which is specific or special, and that is dharma. And dharmena hina, without dharma, uh, there is samana, there is this, there is sameness, pashubi with animals. Um, so, of course, uh, the modern um, animal ethics and um, animal activists are not thinking about dharma, at least not explicitly. But uh, that does translate into rights theory. The idea is, well... Just as we've, um, if we're a little bit thoughtful, we recognize that men and women are equal, that different races of people are equal um, in terms of rights, and they are deserving of uh, equal rights. So, um, considering this non-difference, they wouldn't say non-difference, they would say identity. Uh, That means we have to extend rights to be inclusive of animals. So that's one kind of uh, animal um, ethics. Out of this idea come all um, all of the ideas associated with the expression animal animal rights. Animals, we have rights. If we have rights, animals also have rights. <laughs> but not necessarily all animals. Um, why? Because, well, we have to consider what is it that's equal with humans. And this is where the limitation of this idea comes, is um, it seems to be simply a continuation of uh, what can be called anthropocentrism, where the measure of what's good is finally human beings. Um, The ideal being is a certain notion of human being. Um, so anyway, that's briefly about the identity idea. And then uh, there's the second one is the difference. Uh, difference, where difference becomes important. 
And this idea of difference uh, takes animal mm, animal ethics in a sort of different direction. Uh, the the main source or sources of difference theory <laughs> is uh, what's called continental philosophy. Uh, so there's a distinction that's made, has been made the last, I don't know, um, several decades or a hundred years between analytical philosophy and continental philosophy. Continental philosophy geographically refers to continental Europe in contrast to analytical philosophy, which is uh, thought to be mainly geographically located in, um, in Great Britain. Uh, continental philosophy, especially French, um, is has a different approach to philosophy altogether. And you could say it's from uh, the continental philosophers that we get notions of uh, what's called postmodern thought. And uh, along with that, certain techniques for analyzing um, texts and ideas, especially the idea of deconstruction. Um, we can deconstruct a text to expose uh, the uh, hidden power structures which are um, lurking in the texts. But... Uh, in, in relation to animals, uh, the subject has come up that um, how do we understand our relation with animals? Are we different? Are we the same? And what the difference philosophers want to say is um, rather than <clears throat> saying we are the same as animals, we should rather go to the other extreme and say, not just that humans are different from animals, that's another mistake, but to say that I'm different as an individual from this individual who is different from that individual, and there are so many individual human beings and non-human animals, and they're all different. <laughs> and why is that why, why should we be thinking like that? Because uh, this forces us to take seriously um, the recognition of otherness. It forces us to um, kind of, the idea is kind of like it forces us to submit to the reality of another person and that other person just might be what we call an animal. Um, so this is interesting, and it um, has interesting implications. Um, 
which I won't go into because <laughs> I'm trying to grasp it myself. Uh, the third is what's called indistinction. And indistinction has some aspects that are in common with both the identity theorists and the difference theorists. But the indistinction uh, theorists are sort of, instead of starting with humans and saying animals are like us, it's kind of doing the opposite and saying there are animals and we are like animals. <laughs> now, from a Vaishnava perspective, this sounds like exactly what we don't want to say. <laughs> but I think um, on a deeper level, there may be some substance there because the idea is, as I understand it, is to abandon ultimately... Um, the whole idea that I'm a human or I'm an animal. In, in, this, in their theory, they don't have an option, a third option, so they just want to merge these. What we want to say is we're not human, we're not animal, we are spirit, soul, we are servant, we are part and parcel of the Supreme Person. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of, uh, in very short, what I've just been reading about and which I have yet to digest more thoroughly. I might have something I could read from this. Uh, So one of the theorists of the indistinction category is, um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Gilles Deleuze, uh, who I believe is also French. And he talks about becoming animal. Okay, let me read a couple of sentences. Deleuze asserts that becoming animal, and he's uh, putting a hyphen, becoming animal, does not consist in simply imitating animals or in trying somehow to jump across species boundaries. But instead, okay, this is going to get difficult, but instead it involves inhabiting zones of indistinction where traditional binary distinctions between human beings and animals break down. So this, you'll hear a lot of this in um, a lot of uh, what's called critical theory and postmodern thought is that our thinking tends to be binary. We, we tend to think in terms of good and bad and heat and cold and so on. <laughs> Dualities, we would say. So they're also trying to address 
hear another duality, and that is human versus animal. And Deleuze is, is saying we want to, uh, so to say, get into a, a space, a, uh, a, a, a way of being, a way of thinking and being, uh, where these, these distinctions of human and animal um, where they they start to they disappear. So how would that work in practice? That's of course um, an interesting question. Um, let me. Oh, I haven't read this far. Um, okay, there's another. Uh, theorist of indistinction. <laughs> this is probably more than you asked for. Uh, <laughs> I'm just reading. It says, um, another particularly powerful instance of a thought of human-animal indistinction is provided by Val Plumwood in her essay, Being Prey. The word prey here is P-R-E-Y, uh, which means being a, a victim to uh, some being that eats you. <laughs> um, and she's describing, I'll try to summarize here, she's describing how she experienced once being attacked um, by a crocodile while she was out kayaking. And she describes her desperate attempts at escape. Eventually, she manages to break loose. <laughs> um, it was an extreme struggle, but she managed to break loose. Uh, um, and um, the author here, uh, Calargo, says, you would think after an experience like that, she might, you know, be changing her attitude to animals because she was already a, um, an environmental philosopher. Uh, Mm. But uh, he says the attack actually allowed her to deepen her ideas about responsibility and also rethink the place of human beings alongside animals and the rest of the natural world. And then uh, she says, Plum Plumwood is remembering what happened. She said... As it was happening, as she was being attacked by this crocodile, she was thinking, this is not really happening. This is a nightmare from which I will soon awake. Um, so, and then... <laughs> The analysis, uh, he goes back to talking about Deleuze. Um, 
with him, part of inhabiting the subject position, that is the position in opposition to objects. So there's me, the subject, there's someone else or something else is the object. Um, Part of this, thinking I'm the subject, is to, uh, to think oneself and other human beings to be on the side of of being fundamentally inedible. We can't be eaten. Human beings eat others, but are not eaten by others, especially not other animals. And then Plumfield, again, she's fighting with this crocodile. And as this is going on, she suddenly feels what she calls a, quote, shocking reduction, unquote, away from her privileged subject position to a shared zone of coexistence with other edible beings. To see oneself as potentially edible as meat, quote-unquote, is to find oneself in a surprising, shocking alignment with animals and to affirm and to live within the space of that alignment is ultimately to refuse the dominant culture's way of creating a sharp split between human and animal. So this, I don't know, this is something I'm thinking about, how I can relate this with, uh, yeah, what we understand from our tradition and also throughout the, well, the yoga tradition and Indic traditions in general, that there is a huge, um, a huge difference. But... uh, the difference is also a non-difference. There's kind of a simultaneous difference and non-difference because we understand we're dealing with spiritual beings, not physical beings. Anyway, that's something. Uh, but yes, to your question, I think uh, I, I attempted um, a partial answer to that in my book about cows. Maybe you read that part, uh, it comes toward the end, uh, the notion of the anticipatory community. Um, To anticipate uh, what could be uh, expanded to prevail worldwide, we create communities in which we live the ideal that we are um, pursuing. Whoops. Uh, Anissa just disappeared. 
Oh, there you are. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, does that help? Oh. Um, ultimately, um, well, as you as you were speaking, I was just thinking about like darshan and how ultimately it would be nice to, you know, actually enter that state where I'm just attentively serving the Lord, and perhaps, um, well, I'm just speculating now, but that's probably where I see the the parallel between. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, you mentioned darshan, and um, just back to the f <laughs> French philosophers for a moment. Um, one of the big names some of you may have already heard in uh, French continental postmodern philosophy is Jacques Derrida. And there's a famous passage in one of his essays or maybe it's constituting the essay, where he tells of an experience he had. Uh, he's uh, just taken a shower, and he's in his bathroom, and his cat is also in the bathroom. I think it's a Siamese cat. And he, said, he, he says that the cat is looking at him and uh, and he Derrida at that moment is is naked, and he he's just completely struck by this strange reality of this other being, uh, this cat, kind of staring at him, and uh, he's he's kind of overwhelmed by by this difference and recognizing whatever this cat sees is, in any case, very different from whatever I see. <laughs> uh, there's also a, f a famous article called, by an anthropologist, um, uh, Thomas Nagel, um, called, What is it like to be, to be a bat? And he philosophizes in quite some detail about how we cannot know what it's like to be a bat, nor can we reduce, nor can we ever know what it's like to be a bat, no matter how much we know about bats. <laughs> you can have any amount of um, scientific knowledge about bats, but you don't know what it's like to be a bat. So similarly, we don't know what it's like to be any other person. And in that sense, there's a, a recognition, you could say, of uh, um, an ethics of difference is kind of demanded by that. Um, uh, what's his first name? Uh, Emmanuel Levinas talks about that. 
Yeah, okay, enough French philosophy for today. <laughs> oh, what time is it? The time has flown by already. And uh, Krishna Ragini tells us being early in the morning may not have been the Purnima moment yet. Although the day is Purnima, this may be one explanation. And Rasodadi, I think we have two astrologers speaking to each other. <laughs> but the fifth day is Panchami Titi. If 6 a.m. it is sunrise approximate, so the Titi is Purnima or Panchami depends on the version. And Ragini, uh, Krishna Ragini says, right, if the second version speaks about the fifth day, then it is Panchami. Okay, so I guess there's different versions. Uh, Dira Lalita, you have a question. I guess we're going with questions today. That's okay, yeah. Or 
Well, I think it's a good feeling to have because it's a feeling of I want to give. Um, and I guess the prayer could be please show me how I can give. I want to give. Here I am. I'm ready. I'm receiving so much. I'm grateful. Now show me how I can give um, so that I'm not a, um, so that I'm not just a taker. <laughs> um, at the same time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it into what we used to call in American slang, a guilt trip, <laughs> you know, feeling guilty. Oh, oh, I'm so, I'm so bad. I'm so evil because I'm always taking. Uh, because that doesn't help anyone. But rather take it in a positive way. Uh, and you could think of it in that way that um, like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu we understand from Krishnadas Kaviraj um, together with the Panchatattva what do they do? They plunder the storehouse of love of God. So you could um, sort of uh, use that imagery. Yes, I'm, I'm receiving so much so what I'm receiving, it, let it be put in that, um, let it be added to the storage. <laughs> but I'm not locking the door. It's not like I'm hoarding. I'm just putting it in a good place from which then... Um, the Panchatattva and all of the devotees can come and share and plunder, plunder to their heart's content. So you could also make that as a kind of prayer. My dear Lords, Panchatattva, please kindly plunder uh, whatever I have stored, <laughs> uh, which you feel would be of value. Vrindaranya Gopal has shared with us on the chat. Let me move this down. <clears throat> From Canto 3, Chapter 29, Text 28, living entities are superior to inanimate objects, O Blessed Mother, and among them, living entities who display life symptoms are better. Animals with developed consciousness are better than them, and better still are those who have developed sense perception. And then uh, there's a purport. Let's see if I can skim through this. Mm. 
Okay, he's talking about how to relate with different living beings. For example, a tiger is a living entity, part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and the Supreme Lord is living in the heart of the tiger as super soul. But does this mean that we have to treat the tiger in a friendly manner? Certainly not. We have to treat him differently, giving him charity in the form of prasad. <laughs> the many saintly persons in the jungles do not treat the tigers in a friendly way, but they supply prasad foodstuffs to them. Oh, well, that's interesting. Um, but this reminds me, I saw a film... Um, or part of a film, a documentary. It was uh, showing, um, it was an animal sanctuary which had predator animals, and one of the predators was a panther, I think, uh, a big black, wild black cat. And unlike the other animals that could roam in the open within this uh, sanctuary. This particular cat had to be kept in a cage because he was really mean. And then one, uh, as I remember, a woman who was uh, expert at communicating with animals. She went and she, every day for some time, she would just sit next to this um, cage and, and she started communicating. Uh, she would try to, you know, get, get the cat to express, what's your problem? <laughs> So, um, and, and she was able to uh, bring this very fierce animal to become uh, peaceful just by sitting and sort of being there and, so to say, listening to the cat. Uh, yeah, according to Vedic system, a dog is not allowed to enter the house because of their uncleanliness. Cats and dogs are not allowed within the apartment of a gentleman, but are so trained that they stand outside. The compassionate householder will supply prasad to the dogs and cats who eat outside and then go away. Um, well, here I'm thinking about, again, Chaitanya Charitamrita, the story of Shivananda Sena's dog, where uh, the dog leaves, disappears, and shows up in Puri, and Mahaprabhu is um, meeting the dog and feeding the dog uh, coconut, coconut pulp and saying, chant Hare Krishna, and then he disappears the dog is understood to have gone back to Godhead. Um, um, 
And Prabhupada here is speaking specifically about householders. And householders, see, here's where I think it could be interesting to think um, how different uh, understandings of animal ethics could come depending on uh, one's ashram. Um, so this is talking about the, the householders, and householders are very much about um, maryada and keeping boundaries and there's an inside and there's an outside and so on. Um, but a renunciant might not be so concerned with that kind of distinction. And Madhyana Leela is giving us a link to something, whatever it is. Must be something interesting. Do you want to tell us, Madhyana Leela, what you're sharing with us? Oh, you found the story about the black leopard. Ah, yes, because that's something you sent to me, I remember now. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> okay. All right, well, what else today? What's today? Today is, I'm looking at the calendar. Ah, next week is going to be already the month of March. And that's March 2nd, and should be possible that we have Sangha. Um, I'm starting to think it's time that we get some special guest to join us. But um, If any of you have a suggestion, and if you would like to contact that person, that's something to think about. Um, other than that, oh yes, there was one more thing, Rasadari Hari, some weeks ago, you were suggesting that we do a session on discussing Guru Tattva, and um, I came upon something that you might find interesting, which I found interesting. I can share the link. Maybe you would even like to... I know you don't have unlimited time, but um, there's a three-part article about Guru Tattva by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur. And uh, this is in the website of Sri Narasingha Chaitanya Ashram. And let's see, the link is here. Whoops, what did I do? Uh, um, mm, mm. 
Okay, there's the link. So that's for part one. And it says there's a part two and a part three. So those should be easy enough to find. So maybe uh, this could be a little bit, a bit of a homework for you, just to read through and then maybe some point from this or more than one point if you want to bring up next time we could discuss. How does that sound? That sounds like a plan. Good. Okay, it's already it's already that time, isn't it? I wanted to check one thing. Uh, nope. Not with us today. Okay. So, all I can say now is I do thank you all very much for joining. And I do wish you a wonderful week. Who knows what could happen this week? Krishna may come to you in wonderful ways, in some unexpectedly nice way. <clears throat> Don't think Krishna cannot surprise you. <laughs> So, thank you all. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnavarinda ki jai, Itai Gaur Premanande, Hari 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 Bo.